O send out thy light and thy truth, that they may lead me and bring me into thy holy hill and to my to thy dwelling. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 18, beginning with the 21st verse, and going through the 36th verse, beginning on page 361. The Lord rewarded me after my righteous dealing, According to the cleanness of my hands did he recompense me. Because I have kept the ways of the Lord, and have not forsaken my God as the wicked doth. For I have an eye unto all his laws, and will not cast out his commandments from me. I was also uncorrupt before him, and eschewed mine own wickedness. Therefore the Lord rewarded me after my righteous dealing, and according unto the cleanness of my hands in his eyesight. With the holy thou shalt be holy, and with perfect man thou shalt be perfect. With the clean thou shalt be clean, and with the forward thou shalt be forward. For thou shalt save the people that are in adversity, and shalt bring down the high looks of the proud. Thou also shalt light my candle. The Lord my God shall make my darkness to be light. For in thee I shall discomfit an host of men and with the help of my God I shall leap over the wall. The way of God is an undefiled way. The word of the Lord also is tried in the fire. He is the defender of all them that put their trust in him. For who is God but the Lord, or who hath any strength except our God? It is God that girdeth me with strength of war, and maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like heart's feet, and setteth me up on high. He teacheth mine hands to fight, and mine arms shall bend even a bow of steel. Thou hast given me the defense of thy salvation. Thy right hand also shall hold me up, and thy loving correction shall make me great. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 16th chapter of the book of Genesis. 
Now Sarai, Abraham's wife, had borne him no children, and she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar. But Sarai said to Abram, See now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abram heeded the voice of Sarai. Then Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife. After Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan. So he went into Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress became despised in her eyes. Then Sarai said to Abram, My wrong be upon you. I gave my maid into your embrace. And when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. The Lord judge between you and me. So Abram said to Sarai, Indeed your maid is in your hand. Do to her as you please. And then Sarai dealt harshly with her. She fled from her presence. Now the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness by the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit yourself under her hand. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, I will multiply your descendants exceedingly, so that they shall not be counted for multitude. The angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, you are with child, and you shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has heard your affliction. He shall be a wild man. His hand shall be against every man, and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. Then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees. For she said, Have I also here seen him who sees me? Therefore, the well was called Beer Lahai Roy. Observe, it is between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram named his son whom Hagar bore Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. Here ends the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thine kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the tenth chapter of Mark. Then he arose from there and came to the region of Judea by the other side of the Jordan. And the multitudes gathered to him again, and as he was accustomed, he taught them again. The Pharisees came and asked him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife, testing him? And he answered and said to them, What did Moses command you? They said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and to dismiss her. And Jesus answered and said to them, because of the hardness of your heart, he wrote you this precept. But from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then there are no longer two, but one flesh. 
Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. In the house, his disciples also asked him again about the same matter. So he said to them, Whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if a woman divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. Then they brought little children to him, that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them. For of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, who hast taught us that all our doings without charity are nothing worth, send thy Holy Ghost and pour into our hearts that most excellent gift of charity, the very bond of peace and of all virtues, without which whosoever liveth is counted dead before thee. Grant this for thine only Son, Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, 
in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about today's lessons. Um, when reading scripture, it's always important to remember that everything in the Bible is not a a mythological um, set of characters who are there to always do the, the right things. These are not storybook tales. These are not fairy tales. No one is wholly good or wholly bad. These are flesh and blood characters. And they're real people who have, and like all humans, they have flaws and virtues. And so this is always important to remember that anything written in scripture is not an automatic endorsement of the acts that we're, we're seeing played out. And so we hear, here we have Abraham and Sarah. And this is about 10 years after God has promised that Abraham will have descendants that will be more numerous than the stars in the sky. And so this is obviously a long time to wait for the fulfillment of this promise. And here we have Sarah essentially allowing her human anxieties to get the better of her. And she proposes that Abraham take her maidservant as wife. And this is, was a common practice in the, the Near East and even in some cultures today where if the wife can't conceive, then another woman is brought in to be uh, essentially a, a, a surrogate. We still have surrogacy here in the West, but it's a, of a different sort. And the idea was that this child would essentially be the, the first wife's child. It would be like she had her own child. But they're still at, at heart decent people he could have used hagar as a as a, a a womb essentially and 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 used and kept her as a slave girl and instead they did, he decides to take her as a new wife a second wife and so this causes problems you know she was essentially Sarah's servant, and now she becomes a wife. She is now the responsibility of Abraham and no longer Sarah's to, to be able to control. And her conception of a child essentially elevates her, and she starts to, to put on airs, if you will. She starts to, to get in conflict with the first wife, Sarah. And so she goes to her husband, and he essentially advocates his role as husband, who says, 
she was your servant. She's still yours to deal with. Do whatever you want with her. And then she, Sarah is incredibly cruel to her. And then she flees and goes, heads back towards Egypt, her homeland. And she's visited by an angel. And this is the first time in Genesis where we see someone visited by an angel. And it's also the first time that we'll see a, a an announcement by an angel, a prophecy to a woman telling her what will happen to her child. And so these are all important events. But it's an interesting juxtaposition today with our New Testament lesson where we have this Jesus talking about divorce and marriage and and how divorce was instituted or permitted by by Moses as a as a corrective for the the hard-heartedness of humans our own failures and here we see these failures playing out in our Old Testament lesson you know as Jesus quotes Genesis man and woman are are supposed to come together as man and wife and become one flesh God's promise to Abraham is by extension also a promise to Sarah. And the line of descent flows from both of them together. They form one unit, one reality. And because of the, her anxiety, because of, of Abraham's weakness, they try these other human endeavors to bring about God's plan. They try to take it into their own hands and do these things. And so this is always an issue for humans is that we cannot achieve this thing, this perfection that was always intended for us. You know, we are in marriage become one flesh. That's the ideal. Yet Throughout human history, we know that that's always an issue. That's always a, a problem and always a, 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 a failure of ours to fully live into this. And it is a, essentially impossible except through Jesus and him residing in us. That only through that do we make marriage something that's more than a human contract. It becomes something sacramental. It becomes a a participa participation in the reality of the marriage between Jesus and the church. It becomes a symbol of how he resides us in us and we in him. And only through Christ can marriage become something more than just merely human. Marriage is an amazing thing, and we can get close to that ideal, but we can only reach that ideal through Christ, him living in us, and we join together as one flesh, as was always intended for us. And finally, there's a, a subtle message about divorce here in that immediately it goes to talk about children. And this problem of divorce, this problem of us failing at something so essential, 
which is the family, is always results in grave injustices visited upon the children. We always have to keep in mind that the, the, the children are the ones who suffer for our own misdeeds and it always are visited upon that. That ultimately this marriage is a creative act of creation of life ideally. Now there are obviously people who can't have children and but the ideal, the, the, the purpose of it is always creative, to create life. And this is always important to, to keep in mind that our marriage is a union of two people coming together to create things, to create goodness, to create, in essence, the kingdom of heaven here on earth. And this is always the model for the church and the church is always a model for our own relationships. So just some thoughts about today's lessons. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, who hast given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplications unto thee, and dost promise that when two or three are gathered together in thy name, thou wilt grant their request. Fulfill now, O Lord, the desires and petitions of thy servants, as may be most expedient for them, granting us in this world 
knowledge of thy truth, and in the world to come, life everlasting. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you to my readers. John, excellent lesson. Have a great Tuesday, everyone. <laughs> Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you, Deacon John. Have Thank a wonderful you. day, everybody. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you. Thank Thank you. Everybody.